Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Steve Rowell here. Today is Tuesday, March the 5th, 2019. It's 8 a.m. in New York, 5 a.m. in Los Angeles, 1 p.m. in London, Sydney, Australia is at 12 midnight, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. And I see Steve's yeah. happy face, so I know he's in his happy mood today. How are you doing, Steve? <laughs> yeah, I'm always happy. Apart from when I'm not. <laughs> Except for that, right? <laughs> Well, that's kind of like that kind of ties into what I'm thinking about for talking about today. But uh, well, sorry, what was it? You're going to ask a question. Yeah, I was just going to ask how you were today. Oh, um, well, actually, I am working on getting better. I'm feeling better every day, right? That, that's what I keep telling myself. Uh, I, let's put it this way: I spent a lot of time on my my mirror exercise this morning. A lot of time. Like I really needed it a lot. <laughs> So that gives funny, you an idea. Funny, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Funny, it's funny. So, so have I. I really? needed it a lot this week. Yeah. I don't know whether it's something that's going on around us or, or whatever, but yeah, because I was, well, you might recall last Wednesday, I, I had the interview with the, uh, the national newspaper. Right, right. For the piece that was going in there about the, uh, the work with the church and, yes. and what was happening with that. Um, it was supposed to run on Sunday, uh, but unfortunately, there was um, a, a time-sensitive um, incident in London which which took precedence over it, which mm-hmm. is fine because mine's mm-hmm. not time-sensitive. Right. That one was, and that was important. So right. that's that's fine. So it's, it should be in next Sunday now. I see. Okay. Next Sunday coming. Okay. So. so but I got myself all geared up for it. Yeah. And, um, and, and so other people that were involved in it as well, and then it, it, it sort of came crashing down. Well, not crashing down because it's still going to happen. It's just delayed slightly, but I think I think I probably caused that delay. Um, no, yeah, I probably did, due to uh, possibly fear about what, what was going to happen. Yeah, after it goes live and potential backlash and comments and things from people. But I've worked through all that this week. That's what I've been working on this week. I've had to do a lot of work on myself. Good for you. Um, and a lot of work around. Those thoughts and feelings that that were not serving me in the way they should be, yeah. change those and accept that they're there, understand them, speak to my subconscious, tell it that I was safe and I didn't need them anymore, and mm-hmm. replace them with something else like uh, like we do. Yeah, yeah. Well, good for you. That's great that you're doing that. And I'm trying to do very much the same thing, only from a different perspective. I'm not dealing with being concerned about. You know what's going to come up in the in the weekly paper, you know, like in the New York Times or something. I'm I, I'm at the opposite end of the spectrum. I, I'm more like concerned about anything at all happening. <laughs> I, I'm stuck in the in the not stuck though. I'm not I'm not going to say that I'm stuck. I'm going to stay. I'm moving away from. Um, I I am moving away from uh, the feeling of nothing actually is happening. And that's some of the, one of the things I want to talk about today is, is when you get into that place where you feel like nothing's happening, you know it is, you know, consciously, logically, yeah. from what we know about how this stuff works, we know that it's happening, but the apparent results aren't there. And so you start to get all worked up about, well, this stuff doesn't work. <laughs> this stuff isn't paying off for me. I'm doing something wrong. I don't know what it is, but something's not right. <laughs> so in that sense, we're kind of at opposite ends of the spectrum, but... By the same token, we're also in the same spectrum because we're both trying to work on ourselves. We're trying to find some ways to turn that mental tide around. And that mental tide can, well, let's put it this way. When you're thriving, that mental tide is easy because you're flowing, you're going right with the flow. There's no, there's no effort. It's all ease. It's just wonderful. That's the place I want to live in. You know, that's the place I want to live in every, I think you do too. (laughs) <laughs> where where everything just Absolutely. just goes easily 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 yeah. but but when you it, it's it's one of those strange things abraham talks about um the metaphor of paddling upstream versus floating downstream and how most of the time yeah. we're always paddling upstream one of the things yeah exactly one of the things that that amazes me is how what it's not doesn't even amaze me it just i i take firm notice of it is how often we paddle upstream and a we don't know that we're paddling upstream and even even more so, we were paddling upstream, and we thought we were paddling downstream. And then we realized, well, wait a minute. No, paddling means we're paddling upstream. 
<laughs> so it, it seems like every single way that we go, it seems like we're going upstream. Like, where the hell's downstream? I know it's around here somewhere. <laughs> but that's what it seems like sometimes. I mean, we, we, we talk about letting go of the oars, and yet um, there are also times when we have to take action. I mean, it is possible yeah. to attract everything you want into your life with just staying in that positive frame of mind and being there and living there. And, and that's what thriving is. It's just everything comes in. But there are also times where we have to take action in order to you know, help us get to where we're trying to get to. Yes, we're doing all the work, but we still have to take the action. And that's the fine line because the moment we start taking the action is the moment we have a tendency to paddle upstream. <laughs> it depends whether it's the right action or not, I think. Mm. Um, and I think that's the, the only time everybody does it. I mean, even my coach has, when we speak, he has, everybody, you're up and down like this. Nobody is ever on 100%, 10 out of 10 life all of the time. Mm -hmm. It's just not humanly possible. We're all human. We all have challenges. We all have things to work through. And I think that the point of it is, if we are paddling or feel as though we're paddling upstream, then... Number one, we're out of alignment. Yes. Because we shouldn't feel like that. Right. Number two, we're not living in the now, in the present moment. Because if we were, we wouldn't need to be paddling upstream. And number three, it's so easy to sort out, because all we've got to do is notice, get ourselves back into the present moment, notice that we are paddling upstream, Notice why we're doing that. Well, not even the why. It doesn't need to be a why. You'll just notice that we are doing it. Stop. Take a step back. Check where we are. Check what outcomes we want to show up for us. And then make a decision on the right way to go. Mm -hmm. Because we're obviously currently going in a direction that's not serving us. Because we feel bad. Right. And that's it. Simple as that. So once once you've done that, it's, I say it's as simple as that. When you're in that paddling upstream mode, it doesn't feel as though it's as simple as that, does it? No. <laughs> it's, it's about just stopping. Just say, hang on a minute, Steve. Just stop. Take a step back. Have a look inside. Get into the quiet, the silence, and just work out what to do next. And mm-hmm. then it's quite easy to then get back on back on the right track again. Well, ease is a relative word, I would say. Ease varies with how, how, um, what's, well, let's see, within the metaphor, how hard you've been paddling upstream. <laughs> if you have been paddling up at a moderate pace, it could actually, it could actually be harder. If you're paddling at a really, really hard pace, you're so tired that it's easy to fall into, you know, just dropping the oars. If you've been going at a moderate pace, you, you actually have more, uh, uh, longevity or stress strength built up you know so it's like well i i, I can paddle some longer you know I, I can paddle longer than i've yeah. been you know i, I can do this <laughs> yeah. but again but again it, it is it is a choice it, it is it always is. a choice so yeah i mean i could i probably stayed in the paddling upstream mode around the the, the newspaper article for um two days mm. i would say sure. unusual for me but this 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 was really important to me. Oh yeah, well this, so, is, this is a major event that's going on in your life. This is not a small everyday thing. This is big. <laughs> exactly. So um, so yeah, I, I allowed myself to sit in that that mode of of being for at least two days before I just. I think I think well, the, the 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 metaphor with the Oz is fantastic because yeah, I'm paddling upstream for those two days. Um, anxious, angry, upset, all these negative feelings that I'm creating for myself um, are all in there. And then all of a sudden, all it took was for me to just think, right, stop. Stop into the present moment and just, just relax. And it, it is, like you say, it's like dropping the oars mm-hmm. and just going, right, that's, that's enough. I've had enough of that. And it's like a big weight lifted off your shoulders yes. instantly. Because you're like, hang on a minute. What am I doing? Where am I going? And why? <laughs> and that's when you and that's when you can celebrate what you, what you've done. You've actually managed to notice 
that you're doing something right. that you really shouldn't be. Right. Yeah, that's true. And, and well, you also mentioned the word why, and, and you mentioned a moment ago how why doesn't really matter, and that's true. And yet we also know that sometimes the whys do matter in that if we don't address them directly, they don't go away. They just keep haunting us. Yeah. The subconscious mind keeps bringing them up. So sometimes we just have to find a way to address them. So there's like a balance there. Um, and, and that, to me, there's like two aspects to this mixture between believing and taking action. Because there's the external actions and there's the internal actions, uh, which Abraham usually doesn't talk about that way. They usually treat action as the external part. But I, I think that when we're working on ourselves inside, that's action. I mean, it, 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 oh, may, yeah. it, may, it may not be walking down the street or taking a run or, you know, you know applying for a job or, or, you know, going to a place to meet somebody or whatever. But it's still an action because it takes focus. It takes effort. It takes concentration. You have to, you know, you have to work at it a little bit in order to get that uh, that action of looking inside going so that you can let go of the oars, so that you can drop the resistance and so forth. So when I when I describe action as being either internal or external, now we've got two different mixes going on. We've got the mix between belief and external action. And we have the mix between belief and internal action. There's really not a big difference between the two in terms of what the mix should be, I don't think. But boy, does it seem like it. It seems at times like that mixture, well, first of all, there's also the question of you know, how much of a mixture should there be? How much action should we take? And like you pointed out, the kind of action makes a difference. When you're looking at external actions, it's it's often for many people easier to know what action to take, what action not to take. But even there, we we tend to trip ourselves up because we have old patterns. We have old subconscious parents that say, well, you have to, you have to do, uh, you know, the way that we were taught growing up. You have to, uh, um, you have to go find a job. You have to work hard. You have to keep your nose to the grindstone. You have to do all these things in order to succeed. And if you don't succeed, you have to keep doing it anyway. <laughs> and that's, you know, not exactly the most ideal action to take, but that's what we're taught to do. Internally, how much action, how much, um, training do we get internally? Not a heck of a lot, interestingly enough. Yeah, which is you really don't get given anything written. Nah, not really. No, or or what they do give us is is um, counterproductive. Like I, I saw a post today from somebody, and I actually blocked them after I saw this post. The post said, um, "Are you ready to ask God for forgiveness for forgiveness of your sins?" And there's a whole ra- whole list of people who have all said, "God, please forgive me. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. I'm so sorry." And I was about ready to go throw up. Because I understand that that's looking at the absolute wrong end of the stick. First of all, Cindy Chavez does a great job of teaching this. First of all, a sin is not an offense against God. A sin is, you just missed the mark. You just didn't hit the thing you were aiming at. And that's all a sin is. That's the original definition of the word sin that the church has seemed to have forgotten entirely. Secondly, it's not about God forgiving you. It's kind of like being somebody who who is a marksman you know shooting a gun or a bow and arrow or something at a target and you miss the target you don't hit the bullseye you don't need god's forgiveness for that that's just not <laughs> what that's for <laughs> you don't need anyone's forgiveness it's just you just correct your na- your aim and you shoot better that's all it's not it's not that big of a deal but when we we get into this mindset that uh so often happens with churches and religions in particular it's the mindset of, oh, I have done something so wrong because I didn't hit the bullseye. No, you haven't. But that's the mindset. That That's the only internal work that we're taught about. Do that. No wonder we're so messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because from, from being children, where um, we're sent to school, and, and children have to go to school. There's no choice in that matter, is there? <laughs> um, that's that's another can. issue. We, we can have a whole show on that one. <laughs> but, but but school is designed to compartmentalise children into being a certain way, right? Following rules, um, not just not just physical rules. I'm talking about mental rules on how they should think, feel, behave, and then they go out into the world. Like lost, just they're just lost because they don't know who they are because they've never done any internal work. Right, they've just done what they've been told to do day by day, week by week, month by month. You've got to do this. You've got to, do this. and it, 
they're not they're not geared up. We're not geared up as human beings to then live a, a, a full and happy life. Yeah, that's we're geared true. up to live in anxiety, worried about what we what we're going to have to do next to pay the bills or feed ourselves or our families or whatever. And we, and, and we talk that we have to work really hard to do that. Mm-hmm. But actually, that's it's all it's all wrong because we can create. Whatever we want from inside here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once we realise that, once we, basically, as as human beings, we, all our power is taken away from us at an early age, unless we're brought up in the right way. Now, I we haven't done that with our children. They do question things at school, and they often get into trouble for it. <laughs> <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> which we tell them, which we tell them, well done for. Um, so they'll they'll have. I'm trying to think of an example. So yeah, my son, who's from my ex marriage, he comes down every every other weekend, mm-hmm. um, and he'll he'd often come down, and, and we talk in the same way. Um, so he, he understands the law of attraction, he understands what it is, how it works. Uh-huh. Um, and he, I don't know if I'm going to get shot for saying this or not, but he um, he came down one weekend and he, he had religious education at school. And they were talking about, because um, he's, he's really into science as well, my son, mm-hmm. um, and they were talking about that the earth was made in, so many days. Is it five days? I don't know. Because I tend not to read the Bible for obvious reasons. <laughs> but, um, but, um, yeah, the, the, the earth was made in this many days. The earth, the sky, the man, and whatever, however it goes. Right. And he said to this, he said to the teacher, well, man was made on day seven or whatever. He said, well, that, that can't be true. The teacher says, well, why not? He said, well, dinosaurs were here before man and they're, Millions of years old. <laughs> Evolution versus faith. You gotta love it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's that's just a fictional story that's made up, obviously. <laughs> and, and the teacher um, just asked him to go and sit outside the class for five minutes, and I was mm. like, like, right, okay. <laughs> but all he's done is just stated the fact that he's learned through. Um, you know, through his science classes, right. and now he's he's in an RE class, and basically saying, "Well, that's that's wrong because of what I've learned in science," and then got told off for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but that's 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 the the school system. But yeah, anyway, no enough kidding. about that. <laughs> oh God, we could go on and on about it. I mean, we, we've also one of our listeners has actually um, uh, contacted us about a listener, I believe, who you, you will recognize. Anne Marie says, "So true." My little girl worries about school reaction to her behavior. And doesn't stick up for herself because of it. I just tell her to do it. We will deal with it together. After all, she's not a robot. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Really, really good. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. But that's it. I mean, I think as long as they're doing it in a positive way, because you can teach your children to to, to converse and, and to question things in in a positive way, mm-hmm. rather than you don't want to be doing it in a negative way because that'll just have negative impacts. But yeah, it's, it's I think it's a good thing for. To teach children to to question everything and um, to be aware of the surroundings and not just accept what an adult says. Because if you think about it, if when I was two, three, four years old, if my parents had told me that trees were purple, then I'd believe that trees were purple. And then I'd go to school and everybody else says the green. And I'd argue absolutely until until I was, you know, <laughs> no, they're not. My dad. Said so those trees are purple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> again, belief systems, belief systems in, uh, from, from us when we're children are all given to us by somebody else as we grow up. That's the key. So when you get to a certain a certain point in your life, like I did, when I realised that actually all the belief systems that I've got, the majority of them anyway. Um, apart from the ones that, that I've experienced and interpreted myself, are all given to me by the parents, schooling, uh, TV, media, whatever. So actually, none of them are really mine. So 
Now I've got a chance to change them to whatever I want. And that's when you start to create consciously and become a deliberate creator. Mm. Because now you can change those belief systems to, to, to whatever you want. Billionaires don't believe they're going to be poor. This is true. More precisely, they believe so, that they're, they're wealthy and they're, they're going to stay wealthy and that wealth is going to continue. Yeah. It's a, con- it's a yeah, continuous sorry. belief system. Yeah. And so, and that's, that's, I think that's awesome because you can actively change your belief system to whatever you want it to be with practice. Again, it's about practice, isn't it? Oh boy, that practice <laughs> is huge. <laughs> because it, yeah. let's it be honest, when, when you're in the middle of, especially in the early stages, but when you're in the middle of, of practicing that, whatever that mindset is that you're aiming for, you, you have your subconscious mind who's disagreeing with you constantly because that's not what the subconscious mind knows. And and then you have your outside expectations that are disagreeing with you. I mean, you have a lot that you're dealing with, and you're trying to say, no, 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 I'm actually a wealthy person. I believe that I'm wealthy. And the rest of the world is saying, yeah, yeah right. Tell me about it, bud. <laughs> no, that That's a struggle that goes on. And, and trying to maintain that struggle in the face of apparent results is that's the challenge right there. Now, the fact is we're, we're, we get... We, we, we're in a, a stream of, of certain kinds of results, no matter what topic we're talking about. It could be wealth, could be relationships, could be health, could be careers, could be you know, hobbies, could be anything. But we're in this, this mindset. And that mindset is the current stream. And now we're trying to buck that stream. Now, it's great to know that we can do that. That was a big breakthrough for me a number of years ago, finding I actually could move my needle without actually having somebody move it for me. That was pretty cool. But... Even when you learn that you can move your own needle, you still have to actively do the practice. You have to practice it every day. You have to work on it. And when you're working on it without apparent results, oh, boy, that that can wear you down. I mean, that creates tiredness. In its most extreme form, it creates depression. It creates despair. It, it creates deep anger. It creates fear. It creates all those really deep, dark emotions. That That's, that's not so easy, necessarily. No. When you put it like that. <laughs> Not that I've really brought you down. <laughs> I, felt, I, I felt really great when I started this. Uh, this <laughs> but actually, no, nobody else can affect how you feel. This is true. It's, again, it's a choice. Mm. It's a choice. So all that negativity that just came across there, it's, 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 it's gone. It didn't affect me. Because I, ch- I choose for it not to. But again, that's something that's... That you need to, that you need to practice. And it's all about, like we spoke about before, it's these little micro shifts in your subconscious. Mm. So you need to gradually move away from, I don't know, let's, let's pick a topic. Let's pick, um, well, let's work on finances then. Let's work on money. Okay. So you've been brought up from being a small child and your parents have always said, Oh, we haven't got enough. That's too expensive. No, you can't have that because we, we can't afford it. That's that's all then over those, those right. many, that's that many programming, years built, yeah. Built up as your subconscious programming. So if you suddenly want to start moving away from that, because you will have been for the majority of your life working a job but a job that's not very well paid, paying bills, worrying about being able to pay them, not having enough money to go do nice things. But again, your subconscious is creating all this over and over again because that is what it's used to doing. Yeah. So to micro shift away from that, we've got to do it gradually. You can't suddenly just start thinking, right, okay, I'm currently earning 20,000 a year. My mortgage is this much, this much, this much. Working out on my bills. I've got, I don't know, two, three hundred dollars a, a month left to spend on me. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. That pays for food. So I've got nothing left. In order to then decide that you now want to earn £500,000 next year. Quite a leap. Yeah. Your, your subconscious is going to say... Not no. happening. <laughs> oh, that, that's a good joke. You know any other good jokes? <laughs> that's what it's saying. That's not going to happen, which, which is absolutely right. It's, it won't happen because your subconscious would never accept that you can mm. do that. Yeah. So what we have to do is gradually move the subconscious to a place where it believes that money can come to you in a, with ease in a fun and playful way and 
you not have to put very much effort in for it. So it's about working with all those belief systems all at once that it's difficult to get money. I have to work hard for it. It's going to be painful. It's going to, it's going to hurt or whatever, whatever belief system you've got in place. So you need to look at them all and then work on each one individually by changing that gradually. So, did I ever talk about the, the, the um, I think Dan talked about it when he was on. Did he talk about the money game? I think you both had mentioned it, but it, it doesn't hurt to uh, go over it again because it's a good one. So let's do it again. Well, it's, it's a good one because what you can do, yeah, everyone tends to have a ceiling on how much money they think can come to them right. in an easy, easy, and I always use the words easy and playful because I like playful because it's, yeah, that's good. It's more fun. It's more fun. Right. It's more fun. So. So something that I use all the time now is I'll think of a, an amount that I my subconscious believes can come to me in an easy way. So that might even start off as a penny on the street that I may find. Mm-hmm. It's quite it's quite um, believable to my subconscious that I can find a penny on the on the side of the road. Sure. So I'll set an intention in the morning. Of a, or whatever. So I'll, ten, I'll tend to write this down, which will be, today I intend to create one penny to come to me in an easy and playful way. And I am open and ready to receive this gift. And then after that, I'll write down five things that I'm grateful for right now. And I'll feel that feeling of gratitude immediately after I've written that statement. Mm-hmm. So I started off with because I'm in the UK, I started off with £10. Yeah. And um, once it's done, you forget about it. Just leave, just leave it. Forget about it. Forget you've done it. And just wait and just just wait for it to, to show up. So I, I originally did it with £10, and I found, I think, £2.94 just turned up. I can't remember what it was for because it was a long time ago, but £2.94. So I didn't get my £10. Right. So obviously my subconscious doesn't believe I can find or get Ten pounds in an easy and playful way. So my my level of where I'm at was down at two pound forty nine or whatever it was. Right. So then what I'll do is I'll set it at the level that turned up for me. Mm-hmm. But also what I'll do is that money that turned up was less than I asked for. I'll give it away. So it makes me feel abundant. Don't need this money. I'll give it away. Ah. But also I'll celebrate that money turning up as though it's a million dollars. Again, it's this celebration. Mm-hmm. So every time something turns up for me and it was easy and playful and didn't, I didn't have to put any work in for it. Right. I'll celebrate the hell out of it. Make, get my body all fired up and feeling all these great chemicals. I can feel it now because I'm doing all this. Hey, it's brilliant. And, and, and all those nice happy chemicals rushing to your brain and your body. So your subconscious is like, oh, I like this. But then you do it again. You'll set it at 2.49. Then if more turns up, keep the money and celebrate it. And just keep raising the bar gradually over time until you get to where you want to be. And it's a brilliant tool. It's a brilliant tool. I did it last week. Was it last week? I set, I set an intention last week for, I think, £600. So I'll do it every now and then just to just to, to play with it. Uh-huh. Um, and I've actually got... Um, we went and bought Gemma a new car, a new BMW. And whilst we were in the dealership, we, they were mentioning a thing called gap insurance, which means if you write off your car or it gets stolen or whatever, you get the full value that you paid for the car back. Right. So you can buy a new one. Right. Which you pay for. Um, and we bought that on the Mercedes that we had and on the Audi that we had previously, the Audi S3 that the wife had. Um, and we did, we weren't aware that once you sell the car, you can cancel that insurance and claim back any money that's left if you haven't had it for the full term. Oh, okay. We didn't know that. I didn't know that. So the, no, no. So the, garage, the guy in the garage told us, this was after I'd set this intention for the, the, the £600, told us that we could cancel those and get, get some money back, or you should be able to. So we got home, and we, we rang up the two insurance companies that we had them with, and we got just over £800. Nice. Yeah. So it's set, sorry, it's, it's set the intention for the amount or more. So I missed out the or more bit, so you can, if your ceiling can go up further. 
But again, that was, I said that, that, I don't know, two, three, four days before that happened. And then I'll forget about it, let it go, and then all of a sudden something turns up that I didn't know about and I've got money. Yeah, free. yeah. Well, and that's that's a, a cool point that um, I've, I, I, you know, I just blanked out of my mind how you said it. But, uh, oh, boy. Literally just, boy. My, the my, my, no, the Ormore, that's what it was, yes. The, the the amount never almost never comes out. I mean, it can come into the exact amount that you you set a, a, a an intention for, but most often it comes out at a different amount. And and I like the strategies that that the the technique you describe takes on. If it's less than you want, uh, you you get excited about it, you celebrate it, and then you give it away. If it's yeah. more, then you get just you just get excited about the fact that it was more. In other words, yeah. you basically break the mindset that says it's got to be exactly 600 pounds or exactly 10 pounds or exactly 100 pounds or whatever it is. Because that's what our mind yeah. is used to doing. Our mind is used to saying, well, I'm, li- I'm specifying a number. It's got to come in at that number, right? <laughs> it has to. Otherwise, I, the whole thing failed. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so you say you're, you're already setting yourself up for failure because you don't believe that you can get. So you're adding an extra... An extra reason to fail in there. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 Which is quite kind of. But it does work. I mean, that's that's a, that, that's that's one example for for micro shifting on on your mindset around money. There are ones for love. There are ones for oh, different things. So, but it's about setting it's about setting the intention, but starting off with something really, really low and believable to begin with, so that it happens. And it builds the confidence in your subconscious mind that it's possible. Mm-hmm. And you can do this with anything. You can do it with, with finding a partner. You can do it with getting, I don't know, uh, cars, whatever whatever you want. But it's gradually mm-hmm. building up those those little successes that you celebrate, 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 celebrate. We've talked about it before, I think, haven't we? Right, yeah. But yeah it's, quite a bit. And it's a good good thing to do. The celebration is key. Well, that, that also leads yeah. to the second question that goes along, not second, this is about the 25th question, but, you know, <laughs> but it leads to the question. We, there are many of us who do these processes and we learn them and we try them and we get some success with them. You, you just said so yourself a few moments ago, you know, you, 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 you'll occasionally go back and do them again and again. But the question that comes into my mind, and I've experienced this directly, is what does it take for us to keep going with them? After we've had success so often, we, we know, we know what the method is, right? Okay. So we've got this method of building up our expectation, building up our belief system, feeling the confidence so that more and more stuff will flow. We achieve some, some level of success with it. And then we stop. Well, why did we stop? <laughs> I mean, we had a good thing going here. Why, why not keep going with it? But, but we don't tend to do that. Uh, what, what do you think it is that, that we have to do in order to make sure we keep going with these things? I mean, I did that with the mirror exercises. Um, mirror exercises I started doing uh, actually about this time last year. Did them for about 50 days, got good results, and then stopped for six months. Now, I finally recognized because I helped, I helped one of my other co-hosts who he started doing it and started getting good results. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, yeah, why did I stop doing that? And I started doing them again, and I've been doing them ever since. But, but my point is I had a good thing going, and I stopped. Why not keep going? What, it's because- the, the subconscious mind, you, you've got to a certain point where you, you've leveled off, I suppose, and, and, and you, you're starting to feel pretty good, and you're like, oh, this is words, I don't need to do it anymore. Yeah. That's, that's, what, that's all in. Yes. This is words, I don't need to do it anymore. But then what happens then is, if you think about it, you're no longer, you're no longer going through that process of it turning up or making yourself feel better and celebrating it. The celebration stopped. So therefore, the good chemicals that the subconscious is getting in your body, in your mind, and those feelings of success and happiness and, and celebration are no longer there every time you do one of those things. Mm. So the subconscious goes, ah, I'm not getting that anymore, so why should I keep doing it? Mm-hmm. Let's go back to old patterns. I must that's, be, that's it. I that's must be done with that. That must be it. I must be done. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's about being disciplined about it and, and keeping going and keeping going. You can't stop. You've got to keep going until it does become, for some things, not everything, I'm still working on myself every day, 
with with all sorts of different issues and challenges and um but for certain things now for example with the whole journey i've been on with the newspaper the archbishop the charity all these things that have just flowed and flowed and flowed and, and just happened for me mm-hmm. is because i'm beyond the subconscious programming that ordinarily would stop me pushing forward with those. Mm-hmm. So I, I 100% believe that everything that I set an intention for around the things that I'm passionate about will automatically turn up. So my subconscious doesn't have any resistance to that anymore. So I don't have to actively have to check my thoughts as often with those things. Sometimes I do, but not as often as I used to. Most of the time it just flows now. So I'll, I'll set my intentions on an outcome that I want to have, for example, the, the meeting with, with the bishop um, and how that wanted to go. I already knew how that was going to go before I got there. Mm-hmm. I already knew what the outcomes of that would be. I already knew I was going to get offered um, something from the charity. I didn't know what, but something. Um, I already knew that the newspaper was going to publish it in the way that I wanted them to, and I'd get to read the article first. This had already all been played out and all the emotions were already there and ready for me to feel before I even went into these situations. So how I then came across in those situations was more coherent, in alignment and, what's the other word? Well, I came across as as this confident person that was going to get what they wanted anyway. Mm -hmm. So I just did. It just happened. Mm Mm-hmm. There was no, no resistance to that happening for me. Whereas with the money side of things, it's something that I'm still having to work on now. So I'm still having to microshift and microshift and microshift with, with the money things. And I do forget, I do drop off the wagon sometimes and forget to do it. And then you have to go back to it like you do with the mirror, the mirror exercise. But it is, it's about, it's about getting, the idea is get your subconscious to the place where you don't have to work on it anymore. And it just happens. It just, it just goes. But that takes the practice, the time, the effort, and the determination, and the discipline to keep on pushing through and, until you know you've reached that point. And you do know when you've reached that point, because all of a sudden everything just goes, whoa, and your mm. turns up and just goes nuts for you. But yeah. Well, it's, it's uh, what, what you're touching on there, you, especially as you're getting to the point where you described, it gets to the point where it just happens. It happens easily. It, it becomes part of the programming. Yeah. And and that's the part I, I've been trying to zero in on here because um, kind of putting the cart before the horse because you, first you have to build up to that. You have to work toward it. Like you said, you have to really work it on a daily basis every single day. Um, but I think there's an ex- expectation that we have. I think this is part of that negative programming that's built into our subconscious minds. All I have to do is get to the point where it's coming easily and then I don't have to do the work anymore. But you always have to do the work. It's just that the work is so much easier at that level. Yes. That's the mind, yes. that, that's the mindset I'm working on it right now. It, overcoming that, that belief that all I have to do is get to a certain level and then I don't have to do it anymore. Then I can just sit back and relax and everything's fine. I never have to do this again. No, that's <laughs> not the way it <laughs> is. It would be great. It would be wonderful. Well, would it? It probably does eventually. It probably does eventually. It would happen if as children, we were brought up being taught this from a really early age. That it, it would just it would just be automatic, I would think. Well, that's, we never that's have the question, though. What's the automatic part? See, I, I I think that's the key right there. The automatic thing is, is that you're automatically focusing on it without having to work it. It's just you. you yeah, the, yeah. the focus continues. You see, yes, you know, I I keep celebrating. Yes, I keep getting wonderful things. I keep, you know, the huge amounts of money keep coming in, and I celebrate every time. I'm not actually having to plan. I'm going to celebrate this, but rather yes, I just exactly. celebrate it because I just celebrate it because that's part of my programming now. So I continue to celebrate and I continue to do it over and over and over again. So I'm still doing it. I just, I, I, it's not like I I got to just stop doing it. No, okay, now I can sit back. Nothing. I never have to do anything ever again. It's, it's, it's more, it's more yeah, like, I, it. yeah, it, I've got myself into programming that says, oh, okay, I like celebrating this stuff. This is fun to celebrate. This is fun to have this stuff happen. And I want to keep doing this. Let's do this some more. Let's do this some more. Let's do this some more. <laughs> no, it's easy. It's easy at that point. But I am okay. still doing. It is still a doing place. It's a place of doing the oh, right thing. 
Yeah. Hey, so you're still putting the action and the working. You're just putting the action and the working subconsciously rather than consciously. Just right. your subconscious just does it automatically on yeah. autopilot, if you like. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the better way to think about it. Cause I, I can tell how that becomes a, if I, if I don't believe that, if I believe that I can just get to a certain point and then I never have to focus on anything again that I want, I, I can see that as a self-limiting belief that I've built in, you know? Because, because that, when, when, when we're in the struggle mode, when we're in the, you know, oh, I gotta work this every day because this is so contrary to what my programming is, I gotta take those incremental steps and, you know, attract that, five pound note and then that 10 pound note and 20 pound and so on and so forth. Oh, that gets tiring, you know? So we want to be, we want to be relieved of the tiredness. And I think that's what leads us to believe all I have to do is get the programming going and I'll never have to do this again. (laughs) But once, once you've got to the point where it does become normal and habitual, Mm. then it doesn't, it isn't tiring anymore because you're not having to, consciously think about it mm-hmm. and make those decisions and choices because your subconscious is making the right decisions and choices all of the time for you anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like breathing conscious controls your bodily functions like your breathing. So it gets to the point where you just you're just doing it your subconscious is doing it for you. So you've then got your conscious mind to then go off and create. If that that's that's a probably good way of putting it because then you, you, your conscious mind can then choose what it wants to create. Mm-hmm. Give that to your subconscious, and then your subconscious will just do it. Yes, just go with it because it's used to doing that. Yeah, that's I'd love to get. That. I'd absolutely love to get. That. Oh, you and me both. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think it's important to define what there is so that we know what we're aiming for. So that we know, okay, yeah, yeah. this is the state I'm trying to get to. This is the state I'm trying to reprogram myself to achieve. That's in, I suppose that's individual to every different person on the planet because we all want different things. Oh, yeah. And also, I don't think you ever get, as it were, there because once you've got to one goal, another one comes, doesn't it? You want to go further and further because you're always... It's that analogy of if you're not growing, you're dying right. again. So you, you never... I, I don't think there ever is an end destination of there. It's just... Um, you're just going to keep going and keep growing and keep moving forward. I think there's, there's a, yep. because you're still going to have certain belief systems around certain things that are going, going to need to change. Mm-hmm. Because you're never going to, you'll change. <laughs> this is going deep now, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> but <laughs> as it, as it always does. But yeah, because you're going to get, you're going to have belief systems that you're going to overturn, which then be replaced with new belief systems, but actually those belief systems can then be replaced again with something even better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's an ongoing cycle. There never is a bear, is there? No, there isn't. Uh, Abraham says it uh, that you can't get it wrong, you'll never get it done. I like to turn around and say, you always get it right and, and the, the road goes on forever. Kind of flipping the, yeah. the switch around, but it, it's basically the same thing you just said. You know, it's it's a constant growth thing. We're we're constantly growing, and and everything we're doing is fine. That's the other thing that that's sometimes hard to remember, especially when Absolutely. you're in the middle of the the tough times, when you're in that struggle. You know, yeah. oh boy, it certainly doesn't feel like you know everything's going right. It feels like everything's going wrong, but in fact, it's actually going right. That that that, that, that of itself is a big mind shift right there. Like that. What do you mean that's going right? It, it feels terrible right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> but the whole fact that it does feel terrible is because you're you, you are trying to make changes. If because your subconscious is going to fight against those changes, hence mm-hmm. why it feels terrible and hit inside, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're feeling terrible when you are actively making positive changes, then you know you're doing it right. Mm. You absolutely 100% know you're doing it right. But eventually, it'll stop feeling terrible around that particular belief. Yep. And it will change to where it needs to be. Yep. No, it's true. Um, as we work on this stuff, as, we, as we're practicing developing this stuff, developing our, our reprogramming and so forth, one thing that I've been trying to include in my own thought process, not terribly successfully, but I am, I, when I can remember to do it, I do it, is to remind myself that all beliefs by definition are limiting. 
And I say that Absolutely. because we have, I think in, in, in the culture of the law of attraction circles, the deliberate creator circles, we have this, this belief that a, a, a limiting belief is a bad thing. Like, oh, and those limiting beliefs are holding me back. They are preventing me from getting to my goals and so forth. Not realizing that every belief limits. That's what a belief is. A belief is, is, is a limit of this is how I want things to go rather than everything goes. You know, I, no, no, I want it to go this way. Well, that's placing a limit. And it's a good thing because that's how we grow. That's how we get stronger. That's how we, we live the kind of joyful life we're looking for. Because, oh, wow, look what I just did. I just created this thing over here. I used limits to create something. That's what, that's what it's about. It's about creating stuff using a limiting function. Well, limited beliefs, therefore, are not bad things. They're actually really, really good things. The difference... Yeah. Then is, is which limiting beliefs are you going to attract? Do you prefer these limiting beliefs or those? Then the ones that you prefer are the ones that you like. The ones that you don't prefer are the ones you don't like. So I, I try to remind myself of that. And that. That's not an easy thing to hold in your mind. That's a tough concept. It is because you, you, you've got a choice to uh, about which beliefs you keep and which beliefs you, you actively work on and change, mm-hmm. which is awesome really isn't it because you can you you can create the reality that you want based on the beliefs that you want to keep and the ones that you want to change mm-hmm. and once you've changed them then you decide right okay i'm going to keep this one or i'm going to change it further or further or further or further um you can change them all if you want equally you can change none but you're in full 100 percent control of it mm-hmm. and it's it's so powerful it is it's so powerful yeah, I, 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 I wanted to make sure I mentioned that because I think that there is a definite, um, I won't say flaw, there, there, there is a, a misconception about what a limiting belief is. And that misconception tends to work against us if we buy into it. Whereas what we really need to do is understand it doesn't really matter whether the belief is limited. Sure, all beliefs are limited. Don't worry about it. Let it go. The limiting part is not the problem. <laughs> it isn't the limit. It's the focus. It's the it's the preference. It's, are you focusing on what you preferred or what you're not preferring? If you can focus on what you're preferring, you're good. If you're focusing on what you're not that's preferring, it. you're going to be upset. <laughs> and that's just the bottom line of it. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, which is that's 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 the thing, isn't it? Because so many people get hung up on on what they don't want. Yeah. And focusing on that. Then, but I think again that 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 concept of being that way is is taught again in childhood. Mm-hmm. But we've got to. I mean, in this day and age now, because this this stuff is getting more and more prevalent, and people are talking about it more and more. We we've got we've got a choice now yeah. to change that and start teaching. The right way to our children. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I think the issue with that is, though, will will the powers that be allow us to change the way the schooling system is to allow that to happen? Probably not. Oh, you know what though? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll I'll give you some hope there. I'll give you some hope there. I don't, I don't think the powers that be have any say in it. And I know that sounds absolutely yeah. that, that that sounds absolutely yeah. radical yeah, to yeah. say that, but I really don't think they have any say in it. And the reason I don't think they have any say in it is that they can't control what goes on in our lives, just as we can't control what goes on in their lives. So they really have no say in it. The only say they can really have is if they put something out that we're willing to vibrate to. So if they're willing to, if they put out stuff that, that talks about how, well, we must be in control and there must be these rules and there must be this approach and it doesn't matter if this approach has to work, we must continue to do it and we know what's best and those of us who are listening to it saying, yes, yes, I agree with that. 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 Then it's going to be true in our lives. You know, I buy into that completely. So, oh, yeah. And so in that sense, then they get a say in it, in that sense. But we have to vibrate to it. We have to be willing to accept what they're saying into our lives. If we don't accept it, they lost all their power over us, which is exactly the way it should work anyway. They shouldn't have the power over us. Hence why I never watch any form of news channel anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, like, once again, it's about the preference. Um, I've, I've seen it, though, with... But, I, I think I told you... The, apart, huh? Sorry, go on. No, no, what were you going to say? I was going to say, apart from the one that I'm putting out there on purpose. 
yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Well, that's the point. That's precisely the point. I'll have to, bl- I'll have to black out the rest of the newspaper. <laughs> the redacted news. I like it. <laughs> but uh, um, no, I don't know if I ever told you. I actually was involved in forming an alternative school here in the U.S. Uh, it was, it's based on a model that that Abraham. It's, it's one that Abraham actually recognizes and approves of because it's a model where the, the student has total control over their day. They decide everything. Teachers don't have any control. Um, and it was originated in uh, Massachusetts called the Sudbury Valley Method. And we opened a school here in yeah. New Britain, Connecticut, that uses the same method. One of the fun things about, and I use the word fun advisedly, fun in quotation marks. One of the fun things about starting a school like that is when you first start it and you're trying to figure out how to open it and trying to figure out how to slide it past the authorities and so forth, is you recognize all the different ways that their system is set up to prevent you from doing exactly that. And then you you actively get to the point where miracle of miracles, you open the school. And amazingly, all of those things that you were concerned about disappear. I mean, like disappear, like they were never there in the first place. (laughs) <laughs> so all these limitations that were put out there by the powers that be actively didn't do anything. There was no actual energy behind them. There was no the power only, behind them. The only thing is you believe that they can. And that's where all the power comes from. That's it. Yeah, and that that's a very liberating experience to have. I mean, when we opened the school, it was a little terrifying, you know, because... At, I, we, we weren't uh, flushed with cash or anything like that. So it, it was pretty, you know, skin flint trying to open this thing. But we got it open. And I remember I, w- I was part of uh, the opening. I actually was a leader of the opening. And when we got the school open, we were dealing with all the struggles of, you know, well, how do you adapt to this new school? Because the kids who came into the school had come from the public school system. So they're used to how the public school system works. And now all of a sudden it doesn't work that way anymore. So they're trying to you know, test the boundaries. Like, so how far does this freedom go and all that kind of thing? And creating all kinds of <laughs> contrast for themselves because, you know, they're breaking things or, you know, they're, they're, they're doing things that they weren't supposed to do. And now the old consequences aren't there. And it's a whole new set of consequences based on what actually happens in reality. Like, Oh God, how do I deal with this? This is an entirely new experience. But it's fun. It's fun even though it's there's a struggle involved there. It is fun. It's fun to go through all that. And I think that more and more people, and we're not talking about huge millions of people. We're talking about you know hundreds of people, thousands of people around the world as they try this kind of thing, whether it be this model or something similar. The more that people try that, the more they experience how it goes well despite all the trials and tribulations. I think it shifts the overall human mindset. Because aren't we all kind of connected together? Isn't there like a, a common human set of knowledge that we all kind of share? I think that's what actually gets affected whenever we're, some of us are doing stuff like this. So even though the new thought movement, the law of attraction movement, um, started off with, with a small number and, and then started to grow partly because of the secret, but partly because more and more people started to practice it, even though it's still a relatively small percentage of the overall population that's involved in it, Nevertheless, it's it, the the stuff that we're learning, the stuff that we're sharing, is permeating that mass consciousness. That I, I wouldn't even call it a consciousness. That mass storehouse of information. I think that's probably the better yeah. way of saying it. That that mass storehouse is is, is being affected by it. And I mean, we, we're seeing it a lot of different ways. Uh, Linda Armstrong, who does the Friday podcast, Friday afternoon, has been telling me repeatedly there is a huge energy shift going on right now right this moment here, March 2019, where where all these really cool things are going to happen over the next few months just because of, of the, the, the energy pattern of the earth right now, of the people on the earth. There's this massive shift going on. Wow, I wonder what's going to come out of that. You know, you start to get this sense of expectation. You start to, and now what are we talking about here? We're talking about you know, flowing downstream. We're getting that sense of expectation going, the sense of, oh, wow, this is actually starting to work. I don't have to work so hard at this anymore. I can keep, I need to keep focusing. I need to keep practicing, but it's getting easier. It's getting easier and getting good results. We're getting good results as a society. Maybe most people can't see them yet, but some of us can. And that, that becomes fuel. That becomes fuel for us to keep going. It does indeed. I mean, this is it because I'm, 
mean, I'm working with, well, I'm working with Dan, my coach, and um, he's doing some awesome stuff at the moment to to spread spread this this movement across the globe. I mean, it's it's awesome, and I'm involved in that. It's such a it's such a privilege to be involved in that and seeing the amount of people that it's having a positive effect on as well. Mm. It's, it's phenomenal. And there are more people like us doing this than there ever has been before. Yeah. And when every, when all these people start connecting up through the joys of the internet now, wow, the things that come out of it and the things that happen in, in, in a matter of days, hours, weeks, months is just phenomenal. And I, I, I can see this just, just changing the whole concept of humanity eventually. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's awesome stuff that's happening right now. Of course. The, so that, that makes sense. But of course, on the day-to-day basis, and this kind of ties back to where we originally started the topic, that the day-to-day basis, we need to feel it. We need to feel yes. like it's actually moving. Because otherwise we get into that mindset that says, well, I'm doing all this work and nothing's happening. I'm not getting results, so this stuff can't work. Obviously, it must be a, you know, it's a fraud. It's just, you know, this stuff is a bunch of nonsense. It doesn't actually do anything, you know. It's a very easy place to fall into. So that's where, like, for instance, the the, the micro shift concept that you were talking about that you and Dan teach, which is an excellent concept. I love it. Um, that concept becomes really important. It comes a way to experience little victories, and I really love the fact that you guys emphasize celebrate those victories to the max every single time because that's that's a lesson we all need to remember i mean those of us who know it we don't always celebrate the victories imagine the people who don't know it they never celebrate the victories but yeah <laughs> yeah exactly but I, I even i forget to do it sometimes everybody yeah. does um because we've been taught that we, we haven't been taught that we need to do that mm-hmm. even when people win, i don't know win a competition or a, a sporting event or something that, that they don't tend to celebrate in, in a, an active way. They'll pick the medal up and go walk off with it, but there's no, there's no emotional, well, there might be, but there's a <laughs> lot of people that don't celebrate <laughs> any of their successes in the right, right, right. way because we, we have small successes every day, don't we? We do. We do. Um, we have uh, just a couple minutes left, so we got to be quick, but Siraj, um, who we, we act, this, this is Siraj as opposed to Siraj. Siraj, uh, came in and asked a, a good question that needs to be uh, addressed a little bit. And we, we've talked about it quite a bit here in the show, but let's try one more time. He says, what do you think about the fact that we can bend reality with belief? I mean, for myself, I think that's pretty cool. But what do you think about that fact, that we can actually bend reality with belief? Well, of course we can. <laughs> it's so obvious. Of course we can. Uh-oh, we lost a the picture there. Oh, no. Ah, there you are. I think I'm back. There you are. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> That's right. what happened there. Um, yeah, yeah, I just bent. I just bent. Bent my reality. With <laughs> <laughs> Very clever of you, I, I must I say. Lose, I, my, uh, I was going to lose connection, and I, and I did. <laughs> and I did. Seriously, I I've got my I've got my green bars at the top there that shows me how much connection I've got. And I saw them go down slightly. Yeah, they, they, they went down slightly. Inside my uh, inside my, my mind, I went, oh, no, I'm gonna, I hope I don't lose connection. <laughs> and then what happened? <laughs> so there's the answer, Siraj. I've, ju- I've, just, I've, just, I've just bent reality with my belief system. <laughs> you also did two things there. You proved just how quickly universe can respond as long as we don't have any resistance yeah. in the way. You had no resistance, so boom, it instantly responded. <laughs> As you change your belief systems, um, therefore you change your thought patterns and right. you change you, your your internal energy and your emotional energy, which then creates the outside environment and um, and the vibration around you. So yeah, I mean it's, it's it's inevitable that once you change your belief systems, then then your outer world and your reality has to change, doesn't it? It's impossible for it not to. Yeah, I I, I think he's actually raised an excellent point that not only can we bend reality with belief? Actually, reality no, no, no. is belief. No, no, no. Really, you don't have reality without belief. 
Belief is what makes reality happen. So bend it. Hell, how about create it? How about change it whatever we want to change it to? I mean, literally, that's what we're learning to do. And, you know, so it isn't just that we bend reality. It's that reality is entirely, completely, 100% dependent upon belief. All of it. It is. That's a fantastic way to end the podcast, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I mean, the only sad part is that the podcast is ending. Other than that, it's wonderful right now. <laughs> well, thank you for your insight. Thank you for your contributions. They're, they're wonderful as usual. And I will be talking with you next on Thursday, I believe. Thursday evening, your time. Thursday, Thursday 4 p.m. my time. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, that's good to look forward to. So thank you very much. Thank you to our listeners. And we'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.